You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 294. (laughs) I was looking for the note and I couldn't find it. Uh, I am Andy Last and I host Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. You're listening to it right now. And on the show today, I am chatting with Bernson all the way from Iceland. Although technically he was speaking to me from Norway, I think. But I think he's back in Iceland now. That's what matters. And we have a fun chat, but of course we've got some awesome music to listen to first, so let's do that. I have a cool one here from Adieu Aru from the album Night Quest, which of course is brought to you by the awesome Kings of the Pattersons, my awesome Patreon supporters, Robert D. Bishop, Chris Dance, and Mike Shima, and Mystery Donor... That's right, we still don't know who the mystery donor is. I hope you're enjoying this mystery donor. Anyway, the bottom line is, let's listen to some cool music. This is Adieu Aru with Low Elves featuring Power Nerd.
That was Adieu Aru with the track Low Elves featuring Power Nerd. And that's a cool one. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We got some new Patreon supporters this week. In the $5 club, we got Juggles84. What is it? <laughs> J-U-G-L-E-S-84. Juglas? Is the G silent? Am I supposed to pronounce this Jules? Juggles? Anyway, you let me know. I have no idea. It looks like Juggles84 to me. <laughs> so if that's what it is, then that's awesome because that's what it looks like to me. And I like whatever things... No, I... Whatever it looks... All right, moving on. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for your support. And also in the $5 Club, we've got DJP Rocks My Heart. Thank you so much for supporting the show. DJP rocks my heart. If I didn't know any better, I'd say that's somebody that loves DJP, if you know what I mean. We're talking Dana Jean Phoenix. Now I gotta figure out who this is. Is it just someone who likes Dana Jean Phoenix's music and is happy to support the show? Or is it someone who loves Dana Jean Phoenix? Shame, shame. In which case, it hopefully is one very specific person, (laughs) or else it's some weird stalker. Anyway, look, thank you for your support. All right, I wanna thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. It means a lot to me. You know, I'll tell you this. We were on a long car trip, and the radio was on, and an ad came on the radio. And the ad was, we're opening up a new Amazon fucking warehouse in some place. I don't know where the hell it was, Brampton or something. And now's your opportunity to join the Amazon team and come work with us at the warehouse. You know, it was an ad for recruitment, basically, to work at an Amazon warehouse. And it was in that moment that I had this sudden, overwhelming sense of just how much I appreciate all of you who support Beyond Synth. And obviously, yes, you know, I thank you every week, and I do the shout-outs and stuff like that. But there is a universe that exists where an ad like that comes on the radio, and Andy goes... I guess I'll work at the Amazon warehouse. (laughs) So listen to me. I'm glad that there's people out there who get enough enjoyment from this program that they choose to support it on Patreon and on PayPal. It means a lot to me, and I just want to thank you, all right? I just pictured myself just stacking some boxes and some machine just fucking rolls by and crushes my feet, and then a giant fucking cardboard box of barbells just comes smashing down on me, and and that's how my life ends, you know? So this way is much more pleasant. I get to host an awesome radio show and talk to cool people and play awesome music for you. And speaking of which, let's listen to this, all right? I got a cool track here from Color Theory. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the Kroner Club, we got Emil and Hampus ML, and I hope you dig this. This is Color Theory with The Next Thing. Oh my god 
The Next Thing by Color Theory. One of those things I always enjoy about Color Theory is he goes places with the melody that I'm not expecting. I mean, there is something to be said about playing the note that I really want to hear next. <laughs> like, there's a lot of music like that where I'm sitting there, I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, I hope this really goes to a fucking G or whatever. I don't really know music theory, but, you know, there's a note that I want to hear next. And then they play that note, the artist plays that note, and then it makes me happy because I'm like, oh, that's the note that I wanted to hear. But then there is something also nice about being surprised when I'm like, oh, the note's going to go here, and then it just goes someplace else that's equally as cool, and you go like, oh, okay, wasn't expecting that. That's nice. I like a good surprise. Anyway, that song was brought to you by my awesome Patreon support. <laughs> we got uh, Jose Arbello, the king of hell, with the 66.6, and Mike Erdahl with the donation of the beast plus 50. You know, that equals 56.66. Devilish fellows. So, last month I picked up Zelda Skyward Sword for the Switch, and that was a Zelda game that I never really gave much of a chance to. I did own it on Wii, and I think I didn't even get past the first dungeon. I remember I really didn't like the art style. There's a bunch of other things that I didn't really care for. But being able to play it with a regular controller has made me appreciate it a bit more. That being said, I still think it's an incredibly flawed Zelda game. It's funny because a lot of times when we talk about Nintendo games, it's always like, well, you know, the other systems are pushing the envelope when it comes to graphics and all this stuff. But Nintendo really knows how to make games, you know? They don't rely on flashy graphics because they just make games that are so much fun and blah, blah, blah. And while I do think that's true... They do sometimes make games where the control isn't great, and then you're like, okay, so this game is in 480p and it doesn't control well? So, like, 
Why are we defending this? And the motion controls just are frustrating because they're not 100% accurate. Since Skyward Sword has you swinging in multiple different directions, sometimes you have to solve puzzles and actually attack bad guys by doing specific sword strikes, like diagonal strikes and uh, vertical strikes and stuff. So they map that to the right analog stick, which is fine, I guess. But even it doesn't do what you're telling it to do most of the time. And so there was this point where I'm like in the middle of like a boss fight and I'm just fucking mashing the stupid joystick and Link just isn't doing what I'm telling him to do. And that's inexcusable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're playing a game and you press the fucking jump button, your character jumps. So I will say I don't think the game is as bad as I thought it was. And the more you play it, the more it starts to feel like a classic Zelda game. It took me a few hours to sort of get how the map works and stuff. But ultimately, I still think it's a weak Zelda game. And I still don't love the art style. And I also picked up Ghost of Tsushima. And I mean, let's just say I I won't be playing Zelda for a while. (laughs) Because anyway, well, I'll tell you all about that later. Uh, First, let's listen to some cool music. All right. This was suggested to me by awesome king of the PayPal's Upgrade Jimpy. He said, hey, check this out, Andy. And I did. And I was like, yes, very nice. This is Eagle Eyed Tiger. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We got the golden boner, Tim Carlton with the 50 and with the 4488, my semi-sonic friend, Jacob Wick. So I hope you dig this. This is Eagle Eyed Tiger with Fly Me to the Groove.
And that was Fly Me to the Groove by Eagle-Eyed Tiger. And that's a cool song. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We got the coolest guy in town, City Hunter with the 42 and Hugh Hefner in the 2666 Club. I was visiting with my brother and he's like, you gotta try Greens Plus. It's like this powdered green shit. It's full of vitamins, I guess. I just put a little bit in my French vanilla. And let me tell you, it's gross. <laughs> and I made a mistake. And I should not have done it. I think it's making my stomach feel funny. It's weird. You know when you eat, like, there's, like, health supplements, and it's like, oh, it's so good for you. It's got, you know, like, a gram of this and a gram of that, you know, all these tasty things. And then there's, like, a warning on the thing that's like, but uh, if you turn yellow and shit, uh, stop taking it. And it's just like, well, hold on. If this is just all fucking vegetables and shit, like, why am I going to turn yellow? One of the warnings was consult a physician if planning on using it for more than three months. Don't people take shit like this every day? What happens after three months? My fucking head gonna blow up? Anyway, I'm gonna take another sip of this shit. Oh, it all like floated to the bottom. Ugh, that is disgusting. Oh, and speaking of Greens Plus, I saw the Green Knight. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't plan that. And, uh, I, cause I know I've said this many times on the show that I love that trailer for Green Knight and I still do. I'm not a fool. I know the company A24. I know what kind of movies they make. I was not an idiot going into this thing. Like I didn't expect Lord of the Rings or whatever. I was mildly disappointed, but not totally. Yes, it is a very artsy film. And I want to say that it's one of those movies that I appreciate that it exists. And what I mean by that is I love that the technology has come to the point where a director can make an artsy movie that is set in a fantasy world that looks as good as this movie looks. You know, I mean, the movie looks like an awesome big Hollywood movie with really neat uh, art direction. And, you know, there's CGI in there and all sorts of things. And it just it looks awesome. I liked everybody in it. Definitely the star of the show is just how the movie looks. <laughs> like, it just looks so cool. And I think ultimately what I want, like, I have no shame about this. Like, I grew up with Hollywood movies. Like, I like Hollywood movies, but I am a little bored that the genres that I like, you know, fantasy, sci-fi, and stuff, are becoming these sort of big blockbuster movies that, you know, I love superhero movies, but I am bored of two CGI armies running and fighting each other. Like, that bores me now. So ultimately, I think what I want is some sort of hybrid between Green Knight and a traditional, you know, like fun fantasy film, a movie that clearly the directors put thought into that's well written. But when it comes time to do something cool, like a wizard fucking throws an electricity ball or has a fight with a dragon or something like that, that's in the film, you know, because uh, Green Knight is very much a movie that is like almost like a dreamlike metaphor for the themes of the film. I mean, put it this way. He doesn't have a sword fight with the Green Knight at the end. Like, the whole point of the movie is that Gawain... It's weird because like many characters pronounce his name differently in this film. King Arthur calls him Garwin. Then everyone else calls him Gawain. He's, uh, you know, he's inexperienced, but he, he wants to be a brave knight. And... It is a sort of a movie about, you know, a knight going through the the heroic trials a knight would go through. It's just that the dialogue is sort of minimal and they really don't hold your hand in trying to explain what's going on. But you do get the impression that he's so eager to be a knight, but he keeps failing all of his tests. So I know that for some people, they can watch it and go, what the fuck? Like, this guy sucks, or he's a shitty knight, or whatever. But I think that's, like, the point of the film, is because it's not a movie where you see a knight face the five trials and, like, win every time. You know, like, the trial of courage, you know, he's gotta, he's gotta fight an ogre in a thing, and then the, the trial of whatever, chastity, you know, like, he, he saves himself 
himself for the lady he loves back home or whatever, and the trial of this and the trial of that, to then at the end of the movie, you know, the knight has completed all the trials. Like, uh, this is very much a movie about a, a character who, like, fails all of them, essentially. And sometimes the failures are really subtle, you know? So, like, you get that he fucked up, but it's not like a, 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 you know, a ghost flies in and goes like, you didn't pass the test of courage, you know, like, hope you do better at the test of will or, you know, that doesn't happen. And so it's only like when you're done the movie that you go, OK, I get it. It's still a, a story about a knight learning, you know, how to be a knight. It's just that he keeps stumbling until the point where he accepts whatever. So if you think about it through that lens, then it is more enjoyable. But it's definitely a fucking artsy movie. So don't go in there thinking there's going to be some fucking dragon fight or even any sword fight at all. Or, you know, like it's literally just a movie about a guy going from place to place, uh, meeting weirdos, and uh, it, it looks fucking really cool. And the Green Knight is really cool. Like the way he sounds and the way when he moves, he makes all these like kind of creaking, dusty tree noise. Like I love all that shit. But ultimately, I wish it felt more like the trailer, which is a stupid thing to say because movies never feel like the trailers. But if I could make a fantasy movie that looked like Green Knight but felt like the Green Knight trailer, that would be the dream. And on that note, let's uh, listen to some music. I got a cool one here from Echo Barrel, which is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We got Clint Dowling, A Star Apart, Alex Seligson, and Blake Peterson. And this is Echo Barrel from the album The Awakening of a Mutant Girl. This is Into the Beyond. Thank you. 
All right, and that was Into the Beyond by Echo Barrel from the album The Awakening of a Mutant Girl. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Eurobeat Intensifies, Honeybeard, Jimmy the Hut, and Johnny Five. We're going to be talking to Burnson in just a bit, uh, but in the meantime, let's uh, listen to the birthday jingle because it's birthday time. So, coming up in a few days, August 30th, we got a special birthday. It's Jose Arbello, the king of hell. That's right. Jose Arbello is a cool guy. And uh, we met when uh, Outland was in Toronto all too briefly. This is my promise to everybody. When everything gets back to normal in fucking 2025 or (laughs) wherever... fuck's sakes um and uh you know events kind of boot up again and we can go do things i i will try and go to whatever is the big synth event hopefully it's in my part of the world <laughs> like i don't know if it's like fucking europe or something but you know, remember there was gonna be that fucking uh synth wave event in uh, rhode island that's a doable trip for me to be my first plane trip in like 20 years because that that should only be like a you know three or four hour flight i think from toronto so yeah my my promise is if one of those things happen and everybody goes there that i'm not gonna go there on business i'm literally just gonna go there so that i can hang out with everybody and not have to record interviews or bring cameras or anything and then it would be like a big waste though wouldn't it <laughs> as well <laughs> if i'm paying like 1500 bucks or whatever to fucking go to this thing and then like get no interviews and get no content i mean like that would be kind of a waste too maybe next time i'll make sure i'm not as busy how about that anyway the point is happy birthday jose i'm just saying this because you know i saw him at the thing but then i was all distracted bouncing from like people to people from person to person yeah, from people to people. But <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, so so we didn't have too much time to talk, and so I I want to make sure I, I rectify situations like that, and that is hopefully what we will do. But Jose Arbello, I hope you have an awesome birthday. All right, do something cool, make some more of that sweet cash, and buy yourself a present. If you haven't played it already, go get Ghost of Tsushima, man. It's fucking awesome. Really enjoying that. Anyway, the point is this. All right, you're a cool guy. You know you're a cool guy, and you know I appreciate your support. The king of hell everybody jose arbello jose arbello that's me clapping all right and uh who else do we got oh the next day the very next day on august 31st a very happy birthday to austin whetstone one of my awesome paypals austin whetstone's a cool guy i don't know too much about austin whetstone but i do know that he is celebrating a birthday on the 31st so go downstairs, open up your presents. You got a box of micro machines. Just fucking push everything off the kitchen table there. Set up a little fucking racetrack and you play with those micro machines. This is just a really random thing to say. I'm just like, I wonder if this guy likes micro machines. Maybe you're too young for micro machines. Micro machines were like little tiny dinky cars where they could somehow charge the same amount of money as Hot Wheels, but the cars were just really fucking tiny. So I like to call it a scam. But you know what isn't a scam? Awesome people <laughs> like Austin Whetstone. <laughs> anyway, look, man, I hope you have a happy birthday, all right? You keep on being cool. And most importantly, uh, most importantly, hmm. come on, brain. Fill in the blanks, you fucking idiot. Uh, most importantly, keep on being a cool guy. <laughs> 
Listen, the bottom line is this, okay? If you want a birthday shout-out, just message me, okay? If you're a patron of Beyond Synth or a PayPal, just uh, send me a direct message, man. Let me know when your birthday is, and I will announce your birthday with the same level of finesse I did today. So if that's something that you would like, send me a message, and I will do the do. And now, let's listen to a cool song. Uh, This is from an artist called Office Hallway. And it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We got Kempson, Mr. Magoo Samurai, Kenjuru, and Neverman. And I hope you dig this. This is Office Hallway with Entrance.
And that was Entrance by Office Hallway. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We got Newmark, Restless Nights, and Techno Ben. And yeah, that was a cool song. I dig it. You should dig it too. So, what happened? Oh yeah, I got Ghost of Tsushima, man. Fucking awesome game. Now, you know I love open world games. And uh, the tone of this game is just really cool because it's really peaceful. So when you're just walking around the map, there's like wind blowing and all the blades of grass are like individual blades of grass and they like move in the wind and you walk into like flower fields and like flower petals are like floating everywhere and the lighting is just so fucking cool. I got it on the PS5 so there's updated graphics and stuff, but uh, my understanding is it also looks very nice on the PS4 and it just is so awesome. So when you're just walking around and exploring the island, it has this really cool vibe. And then, you know, then you all of a sudden you bump into a bunch of Mongols and then you got to fucking face off and then you have these sword fights and stuff. So it's got cool action. But at the same time, when you're not engaged in action, it's just this really cool atmosphere. And there's like at nighttime with the fog, like flying through the trees. I just did this mission where you got to some guys like, oh, there's a samurai ghost in there, you know, and it turned out to be a bunch of bandits. But like the lighting was just so cool. And, like, when the sun sets and stuff, like, it's just really awesome. So, I'm very happy about it. And so, like I said, now that I'm playing this, Zelda is going to take the old back seat, if you know what I mean. Because this game is sort of doing everything I would want from a open-world action game. And Zelda is a Zelda game, which is fine, but not one of the better ones. Actually, what I'll probably do is I'll just put the fucking Switch in the bedroom, and then, you know, right before I go to bed, maybe I'll play Zelda for, like, five minutes. But definitely Ghost of Tsushima is my kind of game. And it looks like it's got a lot of content, and that's what I like. I say this many times on the show. I just like a game that's got a lot of fucking content. Big Island, a lot of fucking missions to do. It looks amazing. So if I can play this game for the next two or three months, that would make me a very happy man. So look, how about this? Let's uh, listen to one more song and then we'll go chat with Burnson. How about that? So I got a cool one here from Lavenue and hopefully they've released this album (laughs) because now I'm too uh, tired to check. I want to say that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We got Forged in Neon with the 2049 and the $20 Club. We got Joshua Winter and Chatterack. All right. And I hope you dig this. This is Lavenue with Horizon.
And that was Horizon by Lavenue. That is a cool song. And it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Waylon Kasky Geospatial, COVID-1986, The Buchelman Sisters, Rachel and Sarah, Gene Creamer Private Eye, Prophet of Jupiter, Mads, Baron Christensen, Skywolf, Retro Serenade, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And uh, yeah, man, let's go all the way to Iceland now and chat with Bernson. All right. Well, now, do you say Bernsen like that? Yeah. Or with Icelandic accent, you say Bernsen. Bernsen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very complicated name. A lot of people just say something like Bernsen. Bernsen. Like, it's hard to, hard to pronounce. Well, now I don't know what to say. <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. Well, look, the point is this. I am here right now with, with Bernsen. David, right? Yeah. And uh, you, I think, are my first Icelandic guest. Ooh, it's nice to be the first. Tell me a bit about Iceland. I don't, I don't know too much about Iceland, other than yeah, I, I don't know anything about Iceland. Okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a nice place. We have a lot of uh, good sceneries here, and recently there's been like this volcano all over the news, which is very exciting. What's the volcano called? 
it's just a volcano in a... It doesn't have a name? <laughs> Don't they name volcanoes? No, not really. It's like in this... Uh, it's called Fjegur uh, Dalur. It's like a complicated name as well. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be the story of a lot of Icelandic words. I don't know too much about that language, but it, it looks like one that I would have difficulty trying to say things. Yeah, it definitely is. But it's a nice place. It's an island, uh, a big island, and it has this beautiful nature, and the music scene is very nice here as well. There's a good community of artists and in a way like we work together sharing ideas and like yeah it's yeah it's a it's a good place what is the population of iceland it's like 350,000 oh so it's like small <laughs> yeah it's very small if you compare it to other countries <laughs> what's the actual land mass is it like is is are the people spread out or is it like an actual tiny island or is it big but you all live in like the the center or on the edges yeah it's a huge uh, huge island like, I can't remember the size, but it's like uh, very big. A lot of tourists come here and think, think like, hey, I'll just try the circle, but it takes like the circle of Iceland. And that takes like eight days or something. <laughs> I'm from Canada, so, like, I'm... Yeah. I mean, we still have, like, almost 30 million, but it's spread out mm -hmm. over the whole country, and, like, most of the population is sort of at the bottom, mm -hmm. not really in the Arctic regions. I mean, like, there is little pockets of people mm -hmm. all over the place, but the population concentration is at, like, at the bottom of the country, basically, and along the coast. Yeah, like, most people live in Reykjavik, which is, like, the capital of Iceland. But, I mean, the population, like, that sounds like just the population of a city, but mm -hmm. that's, like, the whole country? Like, what's the... No, like, there's, like, 160,000 people who live, in, who, who live in Reykjavik. But, yeah, and most... Uh, yeah, and so... And the rest of the people is just spread out. Is there enough distance between all the people that there's, like, uh, different regional accents? Not, like, in Canada or something like that. It's okay. Just, like, some... Syllables, so. I mean, like, if you live in Reykjavik and you meet somebody <laughs> from like the other side of the country, can you go like, oh, he's he's a yeah, yeah, he's an East Icelander or whatever? No, maybe North, just a tiny bit accent, but it's it's, <laughs> it's not not nothing to talk about. <laughs> I, I don't mean to make you the Iceland guy. It's just that no, uh, no, no. you're my first one, so I feel like I feel horrible already just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to do whenever I get people on the show. It's like, as long as I can make them feel horrible right off the bat and I've done my job. No, I mean, there's so much to talk about, but it's, I think it's just best to come here. See for yourself. Yeah, well, people say it's cool. Yeah. I've heard that. Didn't they film some Game of Thrones over there? Yeah, there's been a lot of film shooting here, like Game of Thrones, uh, Prometheus. and Yeah, Prometheus, that was one. Yeah, I kind of liked it. <laughs> Well, we'll leave that alone. Yeah, we can talk about that in another other episode. <laughs> I, I, dude, I wanted to like that movie so bad. Uh, yeah, if you look uh, beyond the flaws, it's, yeah. uh, the concept is nice. But it looked awesome. Yeah, I just love like this sci-fi. If something happens like outside in space, out, yeah, out there, it's I find it fascinating. Well, you do. Uh, seem to have a lot of sort of science fiction elements to your lyrics and stuff. Yeah. 
definitely. That seems to be what uh, what what drives you. Yeah, you could say that. Robots and space and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, aliens. Well, how about this? Let's listen to a song and then we'll uh, we'll get into it. Now you've been making music for quite a while. We're gonna go back in time here to the Lover uh, Lover in the Dark album. What's that? Twenty ten. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, it's a long time ago. Let's listen to the titular Lover in the Dark track. Let's do it. Because it's uh, cool. And it's by Burnson. Ah, uh, yeah. And that was Burnson with the track Lover in the Dark. 
I'm here right now with Burnson, David Burnson. I'm going to call you David. Or yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> is, is that a typical Icelandic name? Uh, usually, I'm called Bertsen because uh, there was another friend of mine who was named is David. So there's like two David, so it got complicated. That's why I, my artist name is Bertsen, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. So there's lots of Davids floating around? I think so. Yeah, one thing that I found striking uh, is just your image. Because I have uh, other uh, hosts who come on this show, and they play tracks. And Marco played your track, The Origin, oh, yeah. from from one of your later albums, which is an awesome song. We'll listen to it later. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'd never heard of Burnson before. And then I went and, and sort of looked you up, and I just loved your image. Because you just had like, this big beard, but like... Mm-hmm. With the eyeshadow and stuff, and there was like this one picture of you where you almost looked like a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, and I think you were posing with mannequins and stuff. But I remember just thinking, like, oh, that, was, that seems like an interesting guy. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know how it happened with the image. Uh, for long as I can remember, I always wanted to have a beard. Like <laughs> I just dreamt about it. It's just like I have to have a beard, and I think the wish came true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can remember, like, uh, I really wanted to work on a gas station because somebody was saying, like, yeah, that makes your beard grow bigger. And I was like, yeah, okay, I should maybe work there. And I was, like, 16 years old, and all of a sudden, it worked. I think it was the gasoline. I like when people have very modest wishes, where it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Other people are like, I want to drive around in a gold car, and you just wish for something that you were just going to get anyways. <laughs> yeah. And also just the image uh, somehow just came. Uh, I don't know. I like colorful things, especially when you're playing live and stuff like that. It's nice to, I don't know, make a like a, something for the eye to see, like good colors and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the only reason why I found it interesting was because, yeah, when I, I, I had only heard that one song. And then I saw pictures of you and, and performance and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then when I went and listened to your music... I was sort of surprised in a way because it's very like it's synth poppy stuff mm-hmm. and of course I was introduced to you through that origin track which is sort of more moody kind of instrumental thing yeah I, I guess I was just anticipating different music coming out of you and then I was like oh but this is like fun you know synth pop stuff with like science fiction lyrics and stuff yeah I think it's uh, because that's one of the last songs that came out I think as you grow older you want to be like <laughs> more serious like uh, as a composer or something it's mm. the last album it's called Alter Ego Alter Ego it's very like more chilled out I think it's because I became a father had two kids and just got older and somehow I just really slowed down at that time and I think the third album is always something like you want to do something different than the first two you don't want to repeat yourself so I was really trying to just uh be more serious or something I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but now now we are working on the fourth album and, it, and it's just completely back to the roots and uh, like more dark and like new wave and like a hint of goth or something to it because the first album was like in 2010 but like were you making music before Burnson like doing other things or was that the first project? Yeah, it was the first project. No, I was just playing around on a guitar before I did that album. But uh, my good friend Hermi Kervil, uh, he's like the producer of that album. We worked very well together and he's like part of the name kind of. It's a band more than a solo act. Right, okay. So how many people are involved? The core is like we are three, but we get a lot of sessions player to play on, on the tracks and 
I really like to mix, like uh, because you said, like synth pop. Uh, I like to mix like live elements to it to have it like organic. I don't know to have live bass or fretless bass. Oh, talk about fretless bass. Check this. Always have the fretless with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just bought it like. Two weeks ago, I'm really trying hard to practice it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a moment you say, I always have it with me as if it's been with you for a long time. But I, can, <laughs> no, no, I always no. have it with me as of two weeks no. ago. Yeah, last two weeks, I always have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very important item. Yeah. So for these other people that you bring in, they're not necessarily involved in the actual... Composition. ...production of the album? Like, that's just mostly for live performance? No, it's just for the album. Yeah, with the live, we are three. But we've, we've done a lot of rotation on the live stuff. We used to be seven, then five, six, and something like that. But in the end, we because we started to tour a lot in the States, it was just too hard to have like a big band. So, yeah, we were three and have stayed together like that for some time. Right. It's interesting because I actually reached out... I think I reached out to you, I'm going to say two years ago now, maybe even like two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was before COVID, because I remember the first time I reached out to you, you were literally just about to go on tour. And I think you came to Toronto, didn't you? Yeah. I thought there was this moment where I'm like, maybe I should just go see them. Yeah. But then the, the, the timing didn't work, because I think I was either too late or... I found out too late that you were actually here because yeah. you were you were gone like and stuff and I just I just found it really <laughs> interesting and then of course obviously no one's really doing too much touring right now. No. It's a really nice city, Toronto. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. The food is really good there. I mean, if you came and ate at my house, I don't think you'd think so, but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, especially with the pandemic, yeah, it's been just a perfect time to be in the studio, I guess, to make music. So have you found this time useful? To, to produce music? Yeah, because there's been a long time since we released something, and that's because uh, I've just been working a lot in different things. Uh, I did a film score like two years ago, and the last couple of months I've been doing a theater show, it's like a kind of musical. So I'm just like trying some all sorts of stuff, you know. Wait, what do you mean? You're doing a musical? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, were you singing stuff? Yeah. What's it about? It's a comedy thing. It's just it's a very strange thing, but it's a it's a really nice. It's a funny show. You know, it's like a sketch based theater act. Wait, are you doing that right now? Yeah. So, what's Iceland like for? Um, do you say Iceland or Iceland? Does it matter? No, both sounds right to me. What's the Icelandic word for Iceland? Eastland. Eastland. Yeah. Eastland. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with that information, but I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I have it. So how have you guys been during the pandemic in terms of, like, did you close off? Like, is it good there? It's been, now uh, very good. The first time, like, uh, this week, actually, you don't have to wear mask and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of people are getting vaccinated. Yeah, I always find... <laughs> This is, <laughs> I always find guys with beards look really weird with the masks on. Oh, oh man, I hate it so much. Because <laughs> you just you have the mask, but then you just have like the beard just come out at the bottom, and it just looks weird. I actually shaved because of it. Just took all the beard off. Did you? Because I, yeah, I hated wearing the mask with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> like you probably need some like huge mask to like you need a beard mask again. Yeah, or a bag. A bag. Just, just put a, just a bag over your head. 
<laughs> just cut some eye holes out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I find really distracting whenever I see guys with big beards. And then I'm just like, it just looks silly. I can't describe it, but it's just, there's something off about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> well, you shaved the beard, man. That's part of the whole thing, isn't it? Are you going to grow it back? I already have it back. It grows so fast. <laughs> Man, so when you were a kid, you wished for like a fucking power beard or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there was there was some magic involved. I'm pretty sure. But beard uh, gods, they listen to me. Like Viking beard. <laughs> well, look, I want to listen to uh, another track here. I will listen to another one from this album. This was a, a track I really liked called "400 Trips," mm-hmm. and it's by Burnson.
Alright, and that was Burnson with the track 400 Trips, and I am here with Burnson right now. David, talking about masks and putting masks over beards and shaving beards and beards coming back. Yeah, uh, that's funny, uh, the 400 Trips. Uh, some people ask me, like, what, what the hell does that mean, the title? And it's because it's it's a synthesizer synthesizer called, uh, I think it was Kawai 400. S F or something X X I can't remember. So, yeah, Hermiker uh, wrote that song. It's a good song. <laughs> say that name slowly because <laughs> you say it quickly, and I want to digest what it is. Uh, my friend's name. Yeah. Yeah, Hermi, 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 Gervik. <laughs> these are, these have a lot of sounds. I'm not used to saying. Yeah, it's very hard for him when he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, I said, like, some people just said, like, hamburger will. What? Hamburger will. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like those people. Yeah. Because you mentioned doing this sort of live musical kind of show thing. Because mm-hmm. over here, like, we don't have too much of that kind of stuff going on right now. Yeah. And so I was just wondering, is in terms of in handling the pandemic, if, like, Iceland just sort of got things sorted out sort of earlier on so you can do things like this? Yeah, but the thing is, like, we tried to premiere the show uh, seven times. It always got cancelled. Okay. So then it started to, like, you can have, you can be, like, 200 in the because it's a big theater so it was like yeah, I started like 100 then 200 then this week uh, we're allowed to have 300 so it's uh, it's getting there like slowly yeah well that's still I mean that's still a decent crowd I mean like I know like when people try and do comedy shows and things and it's mm-hmm. like it's a good crowd if they can get like you know 40 people in the room or you know what I mean so yeah, the yeah, fact that you can do course. things for several hundred is pretty cool yeah yeah it's been really fun to do it so are you, do you like act in it as well? Yeah, a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just very different than I'm used to do. It's, I always like, if somebody asks me something that sounds scary or the thought of just like, can I do it? Then I always say like, oh yeah, of course, I'm the right man for this. <laughs> and just, <laughs> and just jump into the, the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this will then keep you um, sustained until you can uh, tour again. Yeah, I hope so. But the thing is, like, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm in Reykjavik now to do this uh, show, and, and I'm actually living in Norway at the moment. What? Yeah, I'm in Norway as well, because my wife is studying there. So then the kids are in Norway? Yeah. Wait, wait, what? So, but I mean, like, you are, like, Iceland. Like, like the fact that she's in Norway means she's left Iceland to go to Norway? Like, you didn't meet a Norwegian yeah. lady? No, 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 no. She's just st- studying her master's degree. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's similar to Iceland in a way, in Norway. Yeah, I guess I don't know too much about Norway either. I, <laughs> I don't uh, know a lot yeah, about I, a lot of things. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. It's very expensive there. Sure. <laughs> it's just ridiculously. You, like, buy one beer for $10 or something. You got to water it down. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so when you started... Yeah. Was it always a band, like from the very beginning? Uh, we used to be two when we were doing the, the first album. And uh, we recorded the, uh, most of the stuff in Holland because I was studying uh, audio engineering with my friend, Hermi Gerich. And then we just started to buy a lot of synths. And we, we started doing the songs and we were really trying hard to find somebody to sing in the songs. And uh, I ended up being forced by... Hermit Gerald, he just like, you just sing it. I was like, ah, I'll try. And I was horrible, 
horrible at first. And he, I remember he was just hitting me with like this stick, like, you're up again, again. <laughs> and I was, lover, again, lover, again, again. I was like, it took me 14 hours to sing that song, I think. <laughs> Practice makes you perfect, again. Why did you gravitate to the uh, electronic music? Yeah, I think it's uh, because I just loved 80s music. You know, like David Bowie and all that stuff, you know, and synth, synth pop, like Deepest Mode and, and all that. I didn't know a lot about synthesizers at the time, but when I started to play play on it, I was like, whoa, this sounds like, this sounds like uh, Alphaville or Twins or something, you know. And then just, it just happened somehow. So you already had your sort of like 80s influences stuff, but you didn't know how it was made exactly? Yeah. I had no idea. Like I, I, I came from like a guitar background. I used to play. I uh, play a guitar, but when I started to play on synthesizer, I was just like, "Oh my god, man, this is gonna be my life." You know? I love just the sounds, sounds from uh, the synths and the modular synth. And like now, it's just like I don't have a, an apartment, but I have a lot of music stuff, like the synthesizers and the modular. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all my money on music equipment so when you went to school for like audio engineering what was your plan yeah uh, i was just going to record songs like uh just my own songs actually i was just playing guitar and making some really strange music just like instrumental sure and then it developed to what it is now Robertson. so what were you making like just weird music like atmospheric strange things or was it still like melodic or yeah i i always like to be like melodic like have melodies but you know sunny in philadelphia yeah yeah you know that's that sure i think i was making like this music like charlie is doing on a keyboard with the, the day man song yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that when i was starting up Dayman, ah, yeah, that song is awesome. <laughs> I love that song. So, do you have like a sense of humor about the lyrics you write? Yeah, yes and no. There are some songs where I don't listen to it and go like, "This is comedy music," but I also think that mm-hmm. there is certain amount of fun with the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, course. like a track like "Perfect Human" or something, you know, where like, mm-hmm. like there's some sort of fun element to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like to make strange lyrics. And sometimes if it's stranger, it's very strange. I'm like, hey, let's do this. And I like when people have to think a bit, uh, like, what what the hell is he talking about? Because uh, for some reason, I always notice like bad uh, lyrics. But if I hear something like, what is, what is he saying? Like, then I, I find it interesting. So I, I just try to write, <laughs> write some weird stuff. Uh, you know what? I'm the same way. Yeah. If people write strange poetic lyrics or things I haven't heard before or something, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's like I only notice when there are things that stand out that annoy me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I always notice that, especially with cliche. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when people use the same rhymes. So, like, if I hear a song and someone's just like, you know, we will be together forever or whatever, you know. <laughs> It instantly hits my ear as like, dude, you're like the fucking four millionth person to do this rhyme. Like it, uh, I know. But then when I hear interesting lyrics, I'm always I'm always happier to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's interesting for me because like I've been doing this show since about like 2013, and it's mostly music in and around the synthwave scene, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know it's all about like 80s nostalgia and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's also has its own aesthetic. 
with uh, triangles and neon lights and chrome text and uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, grids and things like this. And so sometimes there's a lot of people who, when they first start writing music, if they have lyrics, they tend to fall back on similar lyrics. Mm-hmm. Walking these rainy streets and look at the neon <laughs> lights and I've just been to the arcade and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And then I get I become sensitive to those patterns. And so when I hear them, I'm like, ah. So when I hear songs like with just weirdo lyrics, it just it makes me happy because I I'm like I'm hearing something new. Yeah, I agree. But it's like a, the first album is a kind of cliche because I was really I got heartbroken <laughs> <laughs> like a million million artists. Mm. And then the I title came like Lover in the Dark. Yeah. What well, she didn't like the beard? What's wrong with her? I, I don't know. <laughs> No, I don't know. It's just uh, no. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you answer for this woman now. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to move forward here to uh, the Planet Earth album. Yeah, which you did a few years later, and uh, and this was a track I really liked from it called Monster Forest, mm-hmm. and it's by Burnson.
right, and that was Monster Forest by Burnson, and I'm here with Burnson right now. David, yeah. David Burnson, what are your influences for all the sci-fi stuff then? Do you watch a lot of movies or like uh, TV and stuff? Yeah, especially sci-fi stuff. And that, that track you played, Monster Forest, it's, I just listened to it like a couple of days ago. I haven't listened to it for like a couple of years, and I'm very proud of that song, actually. It's... I think it's one of my best songs. It's uh, it has a lot of stuff like fretless bass, and I remember, I think I was reading about some suicide forest in in Japan, which I find found very fascinating. the The song is like about that. There's like a place in this forest that a lot of people come to kill themselves, <laughs> which sounds very dramatic. It has a lot of elements to it. That song. Well, you're you're big on that fretless bass now. I hear. Ah, uh, love. Uh, it's my favorite instrument. Yeah, I, I heard you bought one two weeks ago. Uh, sure did, and it's like uh, <laughs> a lot of people think like uh, it's a joke instrument. You know, it's like a uh, fretless bass. Wow, that's uh, like too funny. Like uh, it's like no, it's it has like this emotion to it. Especially like if I'm not sure if you can hear like, but if I play a note. I love, love the vibrato. Especially this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a organic instrument. But what was the what was the question? I forgot. Uh, I was playing the fretless bass. I love it so much. Was there a question? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like when people throw this back at me because I'm not no, good okay, at remembering. Sorry. Right. So then there was, but there was three years in between in in between that one and this one. What were you doing for the three years? <laughs> we were playing a lot. I also produced another album at the time between those albums with a friend of mine called Thorin Antonia, which is like a Icelandic thing yeah so I'm just always trying to do something so why did you choose to sing in English it's very hard to write lyrics in Icelandic and also it just uh, we wanted to like as most artists here they want to do something else than playing in Iceland right because it's a small place and like how you can't play the same club every night you know so uh, I think it was just based on that so then when did you start touring or, or or thinking that you could tour, that you had like an audience internationally? Yeah, I think it was around 2012. We started to play a lot in Europe, but uh, later we we played a lot in the States. Like one year we played, I don't know, 50 shows there or something. So it just came gradually, you know. And you were all packed into a van? Yeah. Was that fun? Um <laughs> <laughs> It's a really hard market, you know. Even you didn't come to the show in Toronto. So well, I didn't. Can, can imagine. <laughs> I didn't no, know it was happening. It was I'm like ki- I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, it's it's just like in the states. Uh, it's a hard market. You play a show for ten people, then the next day you play for fifty, forty, then five people, and all of a sudden you come to a show and there's like two people and it's like you like fuck <laughs> it's the same with like the the synth wave scene stuff like yeah there there is an audience for the music but it's almost just spread out across the world mm-hmm. and there isn't really concentration yeah. like in one place like w- we had a pretty successful event mm-hmm. in toronto in 2019 that was organized by a group called outland yeah like 600 people yeah 
you know, there was like eight or nine acts that played and people came from all over, like even from the States, because this was sort of like a big event in the synthwave scene. Yeah. So like there was people coming from New York and everything because it was like the only one of this event happening in this sort of part of the world. So a lot of people, when we talk about it, they think like, oh, Toronto is like this cool hub for, you know, electronic and synthwave music and stuff. But then for the other sort of artists who are local to Toronto, you know, whenever they go and play a show, it's like, yeah, you know, like 15, 20 people show up. Yeah. They play like a small little bar and like there's still people come out, but it's sort of like the same little crowd. Mm-hmm. And so even though some of these artists have like, you know, lots of plays on Spotify and, you know, can make a career mm-hmm. or like, you know, a modest career from music, they've got, you know, 10 fans in this city and 15 yeah, yeah. fans in this one and seven in this one. And if, if we could all get together for some sort of like Lollapalooza type thing where all the synth fans agree to go to one place in the world, yeah. you know, it would be like a big show with like thousands of people, but that will never happen. <laughs> no, it's, it's a hard thing. Uh, so many things. Things involved, you know, you have to have like a good PR and like spend money on this and that, you know. And I think it just comes to that. Uh, I also feel like uh, we are a cult band. Like I think, like in 20 years, people will think like, "Whoa, this Planet Earth album was really good." I think it's going to be that we're going to be discovered in many years. But you're one of the first. <laughs> I, I mean, I love like synth pop type stuff. It- I think the thing that bugs me is that there's so many people I know that are producing well-produced, good quality, just music that I know people would like if they heard it. Mm-hmm. But since the the world is so saturated now with, with people making everything, yeah, that it's so hard to get it out there. And I also think like uh, that the attention span of people, like they, they just like see a three-minute song, and they're like, ah, so much uh, stuff coming out. It's uh, hard to get people's attention. Yes. And it's disappointing because I feel like a lot of modern music, like I don't want to sound like an old man. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff I listen to now, like when I hear new music, the big stuff that gets like billions of plays or whatever, Mm -hmm. I just don't find it very compelling. I think it's just uh, garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is me. I'm just trying to be polite, but yes. Yeah, but I mean, just like a lot of new music, which is like commercial music, as you're talking about, it's just the production of it... I don't know, it's not interesting. And it also sounds like a robot singing, you know, it's auto-tuned, whatever. Uh, it's like, there's no breathless bass <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I think melody is number one. Do some interesting there. Mel- have it melodic. And number two is fretless bass. And the fretless bass, of course. Just make your whole uh, next album just layered fretless bass. Like, don't have any other instruments. Uh, that's gonna be my solo project <laughs> <laughs> just me with a precious face well you could take a pretty funny picture for the cover if it's just you smiling <laughs> one big smile yeah just this big smile on your face with the guitar and then just in the background different pictures of you holding the guitar oh. in like different positions <laughs> I'm actually yeah I'm doing some solo projects as well just like instrumental music but because I'm also like uh, I'm really into like film scores I want to do that 
bit more, like write for TV or stuff like that. Then, but uh, yeah, just uh, I like to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, here's what I like to do: is I like to listen to cool music. So mm-hmm. let's listen to another track from this album. Uh, this was one I liked called "Lifeless Planet," mm-hmm. and this was cool. It's got like a cool like synth melody. I like the melody that sort of comes in there, right. which is cool. And uh, let's listen to that right now. This is "Lifeless Planet" by Burnson.
Burnson with the track Lifeless Planet from the Planet Earth EP all these years ago. And then we're going to jump forward like five years when we end up talking about Alter Ego. Yeah. That's an even bigger jump than last time. What were you doing for five years? Oh, my God. I had kids. That takes a lot of, of your time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it, it, that album was... Uh, like I wanted to quit after that album. It was so, such a hard album. Planet Earth? No, uh, Alter Ego. Okay. It was just like because, as I said before, I wanted to do something different than the first two. So it's like a the serious artist album, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like more like adult contemporary music. It's slower. It's an album that you put on when you have guests and like open up a rap wine bottle and like ah it's a complicated album kids will do that as well i mean i also make a little youtube show where it's like me in a spaceship with puppets and the set my spaceship set is just in the house like because i i I don't have like another studio to build the thing Mm -hmm. and so when the kids are home i can't film and so the only time i can film is if it's like three in the morning and then i'm very tired (laughs) in the spaceship i have to see that I'll send you a link. It's really stupid. Because yeah. you're just tired. Yeah. And you have kids and you just, you're just you just tired all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm tired all the thing. time now. And like they're older. Like my son is 10 and mm-hmm. my daughter's five. But it doesn't mean I'm not tired all the time. Like when I sit in a chair, if the chair is too comfortable, <laughs> I just fall asleep. Yeah, I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. And it, it's getting better. So now I have more time because they're in kindergarten and stuff like that. Yeah. So... See, that's what I thought. That was the thing. Was like my daughter finally went to kindergarten this year. Mm -hmm. And it was like, good, she's in kindergarten now, which means I have six hours a day where I can work. Exactly. Where they're at school. And then the fucking pandemic happened. Uh, Yeah. But luckily, yeah, we didn't have that. They they were still in kindergarten. Because I really relied on that six hours. (laughs) Yeah, of course. This is the only time I can actually focus because I'm... I'm just one of those people that needs focus, yeah. and I can't force myself to be in the zone. Yeah. It, it just has to happen, and the only time it can happen is if I'm allowed to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people can like train themselves to get into that headspace, but I've never been able to train myself to do it. No, it's uh, it just comes, you know. It's spe- I like especially in the night, you know, very late, you know. I think I'm like a night... I'm a nightman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> There's one yeah, funny thing. We were talking about the family stuff. Like, uh, also the third album, I, I remember, like, I was happily married with two kids. And, like, what the hell am I going to write about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's this forest where people kill themselves. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like album number two. Do you feel like you need the the heartbreak in order to uh, write music? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, you just you just think about something else. Yeah. <laughs> get, get into that headspace. It's just that headspace is just. Maybe I should meditate. Yeah, I also like I don't like too much to write about the real stuff you know i'm not gonna write a song about my kids you know right the kids are not in kindergarten anymore (laughs) (laughs) i'm stuck at home (laughs) nobody would like that (laughs) well people love it when you talk about your kids to them that's the people love that stuff man yeah yeah Especially your friends that don't have kids. Oh, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially 
I always show them a lot of pictures, like, hey, yeah, yeah, check this out. I feel like I'm a bad parent sometimes because I don't actually have pictures of my kids anywhere. Uh, really? Yeah, it's weird. Like, I know sometimes where I'll meet people yeah. when they have kids and they're like, oh, like, do you have any pictures? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, actually, not even on my phone because I always clear everything off the phone and put it on the computer and I don't have, like, a folder where I just have, like, pictures I keep. Like baby, baby pics. I don't know. Maybe I should. I don't know. It's funny because, like, the last couple of years, I just can't remember what happened. So, like, it's really nice to have the pictures. You're just like, whoa. We do have a lot of pictures. It's just that they're just in a folder on a computer. Like, that's where I... That's uh, My wife is on Facebook, and so she's always posting things, but I don't... Yeah. I hate Facebook, so I, I don't uh, engage. I agree. I recommend, since we're talking about this, and to other listeners, to take the pictures you take on your iPhone and make an album, you know. I'd like to print it out and have, like, a photo album. Yeah, no, that's definitely worth doing that. Yeah. Uh, the problem is when you have too many... Yeah, it becomes a big job just like finding the right ones yeah it takes some time I have the same problem with music because like people send me music and I'm downloading stuff all the time yeah, yeah. there's so much stuff and so mm-hmm. I'm trying to find songs to listen to and I have a playlist just for this year that's five days long yeah. there's like 2,000 songs in it <laughs> and then I have to f- find a good one and I just press play on random and just wait until like yeah I really like that just get some coffee especially like Monday morning morning or something listen to like spotify made for you it's, it's a lot of good songs there <laughs> it's a fucking pandemic because like i went into this year with that as my plan mm-hmm. i got a laptop and i was like here's what i'm gonna do because i'm not one of these type of people that does this but i'm like i'm gonna go to starbucks in the morning or some coffee place mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit with the laptop and i'm gonna check my emails and I won't be at home that's the important thing because I won't have the distractions of being home Mm -hmm. and I'll just sit there for you know two hours I'll listen to music I'll uh, I'll read my emails and that's why I got the laptop and that was my whole plan and then uh, then everything shut down you can't sit in restaurants here right now and Mm -hmm. there's all this other stuff and so I'm like ah and I can't concentrate when I'm at home like no I have to put a helmet on Get some tin foil. Yeah, tin foil. See, it's the only way to isolate. Like, <laughs> the way our apartment is set up, it's like one big room. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, little bedrooms like kind of off to the side. And so when the kids are at school, mm. my office is in this room. My spaceship is in this room. The yeah. living room television is in this room. And so are the yeah. two computers for the kids. <laughs> I love when you I love when you say uh, my spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... So the problem is whenever, um, you know, when they're frustrated, I, f- I absorb the frustration and then I can't work. So if, if my son is having trouble uh, with school and he's getting upset, I can't mm. pretend it's not happening because I'm right there. Yeah. I absorb people's energy. So like if people around me are frustrated, yeah, I become frustrated even if it's not <laughs> happening to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, kids, kids get you crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, look, how about we actually listen to a song from the Alter Ego album? Yeah. Uh, this was one I really liked called Wildfire. Yeah. It's a cool song, and, uh, and let's listen to it. This is, uh, this is Wildfire by Burnson. Stop. 
Alright, and that was Burnson with the track Wildfire. And I'm here right now with Burnson, David Burnson, talking about uh, kids and all that stuff. Yeah, volcanoes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, you gotta make a song about a suicide volcano. Oh, that's the next song. Mm. Uh, wild, yeah, Wildfire. Uh, that song, uh, I think we did seven different songs of that song. What was different? Actually, the first was with Fratless Bass. <laughs> <laughs> and like piano, like very jazzy. And then it's just like, ah, let's do a one pop song. Yeah. Well, it's a cool that's song. A, I dig thing. it. Yeah. yeah, thanks, man. It's uh, Sometimes you have to go through hell to get what you want. <laughs> you got to go through that suicide forest and yeah. come out the other <laughs> side with your fretless bass. <laughs> I love how much we talked about the Prentice space in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> now that I think about it, I don't think a suicide volcano would work. See, I, <laughs> I'm an idiot because I've always been asking that question as a why can't we put garbage into volcanoes? Mm. But the thing is, if you throw garbage in the volcano, it doesn't just like sink into the liquid and disintegrate. It just sort of like sits on top of it. Because mm. lava doesn't quite work the way that it seems to work like in movies and stuff. Yeah. And so it's kind of almost like solid. Even when it's in liquid form, it's still like if you throw stuff onto it, yeah. it sort of just sits on top. And so yeah. if there was a suicide volcano, if you jumped in, you wouldn't just sink in like Terminator at the end of the movie. Like, Oh, really? You would like sort of just kind of lay on top of it. And, and oh, that, that doesn't look too good. No. It'd be more traumatic to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which is the most important part <laughs> of any... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually like I really want that. Like, because a typical funeral is like you know how it is. I really want to have my funeral like in the end of Terminator 2 when he goes into the liquid. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like imagine going to a funeral like that. You're like, okay, well, especially, especially if the guy was still alive and then he gives a thumbs up at the end. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be even better being like 85 going down like thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like thank you so much <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess yeah like lowering the coffin in yeah I mean I guess if you had no, the pressure no no, could... no no coffin it would be much cooler <laughs> Well, see, that's the problem with the with the with the ah, lava. Is it, yeah, of course. As you were talking, about. it's not yeah. liquidy enough for no. you to just sort of go in. Now, this is stupid because I wish it was because I always just thought like, wait a minute, we just we should just fucking bring our garbage and just dump it in the volcano and then have the volcano eat it up. Yeah, that yeah sounds good. But there's so many hurdles. I mean, like, I guess the main hurdle is just the the actual cost and fuel required to just ship the garbage to the volcano. <laughs> And then it has to be an active volcano. <laughs> There's always a stupid yeah. problem. Like, anytime you yeah. think, like, oh, we could save the world or we could, uh, you know, yeah. uh, help pollution by doing this thing. And it's like, oh, but that would take so much more work. And <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that's why we can't dump garbage into volcanoes is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's good advice for listeners who's listening. Like, don't put trash in the volcano. What's the, uh, what's the energy grid situation like in Iceland? Energy grid... <laughs> Yeah, like where do, where do you get most of your power from? Um, is it sustainable? Iceland seems like a country uh, that would yeah. be like progressive and sustainable. It's like we get our energy from the the fumes from our compost or whatever. Yeah, actually, it's very cheap. The electricity here and the the heating, you know, of the houses because uh, there's so much uh, in the earth, you know, warm uh, geothermal. Yeah, geothermal. 
it's ridiculous how cheap it is to have your house warm, you know, because if you go somewhere else, it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like here, everybody has their windows open and just the oven full blast, and you pay like 25 bucks a month for it. The problem, whenever there's those people who try and argue against all the, the alternative energy sources... Mm-hmm. It's like they always attack each one specifically. Yeah. Well, they'll be like, "Oh, you can't. What? What do you do when the wind isn't blowing? Huh? Then your your windmills are useless. And what do you do when the sun isn't shining? But it's like mm-hmm. the solution is using all of those things. Yeah. And like you know, like geothermal has its place. Like that's like a useful one. And uh, you know, like the wind and the, and the solar and stuff. Like you, it all has to be used in combination. Yeah. That's the key. We're lucky to have it, and also. We have uh, Valhalla, you know, you know that Nausgard, you know, they sent also energy to us. <laughs> is there like a portal somewhere? Is the beam that yeah, comes down? Yeah, like a there's a rainbow. It's called Bibrast. <laughs> <laughs> we try to uh, imitate it in the film, you know, Thor. Yeah, it's uh, called Bibrast, the rainbow to uh, Valhalla and Nausgard. And so, did they get it they right, come. or is is the real one just uh, so much more majestic? Yeah, it's kind of similar in the film. <laughs> it was actually sh- shot here in Iceland. I yeah, think yeah. it wasn't special <laughs> effects. No, no, it's real life. But how do you how do you tap into that energy source? Is just like is there just like a an eternally striking lightning bolt that you can just like plug a cable into? Or? <laughs> no, there's like drills in like a huge factory around. <laughs> It sort, of, sort of takes the magic away a bit. Eh? It's just, yeah. Well, it's a portal to, to fucking Valhalla, and there's just like this <laughs> shitty looking factory like built at the front. Just people in business suits just like walking in the front door. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet, though. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, there there have been these big chunks of time where, like, you put out an album, and then there's a bunch of years where nothing happens. So, like, what's the next one? Because this this was 2018. I know, like, I know you put out a, a film score. Yeah. Now, does that count as Burnson? Was that just was that your band that did the score, or is that still just you? Yeah, it was just me. That if I use my solo thing, it's just David Burnson. <laughs> okay. Just I used my first name with it as well. Yeah, we're working on a new album, which is hopefully coming out in this fall. We have like eight songs almost ready, so uh, yeah, I wanted to have like nine songs on it. What is the main function then of each of the members? Because like I'm talking to you right now, but like what do the other guys do? Yeah, we just compose together and write stuff. Do you handle more of like the songwriting and lyric stuff, or is that stuff all shared? No, it's, I do most of the lyrics and the production as well and uh, the sounds and synth stuff and and the kid we have a guitarist who's very good he plays the guitar and he so he's also very good like coming up with ideas for melodies and stuff stuff like that we just work together and try to improve what the other member comes up with you know so if I come with a melody, then the guitar is like, hey, maybe you should try this. And then it's like, hey, cool. And you just, you know, work together in a way. Like, I'm always worried, like, you know, when you talk to a person who, like, does a collaboration with other people. Yeah. And then if it's like, hey, I picked all all the songs that I really like. And then you're sitting there like, fucking Steve wrote those ones. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 not really. I had to say Steve because I don't think I can pronounce these guys' names. <laughs> No, it's, you picked the good songs. Well, listen, 
Uh, I want to listen to The Origin. This is the one we played on the show before. Yeah. This is just an awesome... I love music like this. This is one of those songs that I just picture playing at, like, the final scene of a movie. Yeah. Not the end credits song, but the final scene, you know, where, like, the guy is left... He's the last one alive, or he just yeah. saved all the people, but then he takes his hand away from him, and you realize that he also got stabbed, and so... It's the... Yeah, it's a song where the Terminator goes in with a thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sentence can be interpreted in funny ways. Yeah, the Terminator is going to go in with the thumb. <laughs> that song, I actually, that song, I, I did uh, everything by myself, actually. Well, it's a it's a lovely song, and and we're yeah. going to listen to it right now. This is the Origin by Burnson.
And that was Burnson with the track The Origin from the album Alter Ego. And I'm here with Burnson right now. We have been chatting all the way in Reykjavik. Yeah, said it perfectly. Nice. That's the, yeah. that's the one word I can say. <laughs> yeah, I dig that that sound. I like I like uh, emotional. Where's fucking Sigur Ross from? They're from Reykjavik. Dude, they have the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, what that? What's that? Fucking. Uh, but you know their song titles are all weird. I think it's Vaka, like V A K A. Yeah. You know the one that's... with the music video with the kids that are playing. Yeah, yeah. Dude. That might be the saddest song in the world. Like, <laughs> if ever I need to, like, just tear up, yeah. that song does it instantly. And that video is is one of the best videos I think ever made. Like, just as, for, as far as, like, pure emotion is concerned. Yeah, they're great. I can't even explain what it is about that stupid song. I don't know what the fuck he's saying or if he is saying anything at all. Yeah, he says something dramatic. Because I don't know. Like, I always thought they sang in, like, a gibberish language. No, it's Icelandic. Oh, okay. Then what I just said now is very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's just singing in falsetto, you know, but I've seen one video when he was live and he forgot the lyrics and then he's saying in Iceland, like, I, I forgot the lyrics. And he's like, I forgot the lyrics. Oh, and no one knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're really nice guys. Like, it's funny because they used to have a studio like below me and I met them a lot of time for coffee and they're super friendly those guys the drummer is like a rock and roll star you know they're so different from the music somehow as uh, yeah, as they're really cool with those guys well that's good they have a lot a lot of nice music st- uh, music gear as well I know nothing I know nothing about them other than that that one album that had those those songs and I just every so often whenever I, like if I ever like act in anything mm-hmm. and if I need to do a crying scene yeah. Like that song will be better than putting an onion in my face. <laughs> that damn song is so fucking sad, uh, but it's great. It's like the good kind of sad, you know, like the yeah. the uh, yeah, whatever. What, what I'm talking about them for fucking. <laughs> 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 well, that's cool though. Wait, so like yeah. w- you had a studio? Like w- were you in like one of those buildings where it was like full of artists making music yeah. or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is that a good atmosphere for your own it's, creativity? It's de- it definitely is. Just also like a lot of bands were there, and like you could come listen to their stuff. They would come to me and like, hey, listen to this, and like, yeah, I should fix the kick drum or something, you know. And also like sharing equipment and stuff like that. It's just super nice. But what about like sound bleed? Like, do you hear the other people performing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember ever- like. Uh, Björk was one time just next in the next room blasting her music. <laughs> I love, I love the idea of Reykjavik just being this. Yeah, it's so small in population for like a major city. So the idea that like yeah, Sigurás is downstairs and Björk's yeah. next door. Björk, like <laughs> it, it was actually like that at the time. <laughs> but that's not that usual. But okay, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of funny, like because I I love Björk. I, I just get really starstruck with us here. You know, she is one of the just one of my idols. Well, she's got some fucking cool songs. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, what was the one that I used to love? My favorite Björk song. Uh, fuck, what the hell was it called? And uh, I go through all this before. Oh, I, I love that song. All all you need is love. All you need is that song. 
That's no, but favorite. that's that's also a good one. Yeah. It's the same album, I think. Hold on, I'll uh, figure this out. I uh, uh, no, I know that song, but I can't remember. I have it in my playlist. Ba 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 ba. Bjork, 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 Bjork. Where are you, Bjork? A B C D. And now I forget the alphabet. <laughs> Hyper Ballad. Ah, uh, yeah, love that song. Yeah, that that whole like, that album had a bunch of really fucking great songs. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Her production is crazy, and, and just her vocals is amazing as well. We can probably wind this down. I did want to listen to one more song, which was the 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 movie theme that you did for that film. Now, the alphabet character yeah. for this word, because yeah. it looks to me, if I'm reading in English, like uh, yeah, Porsty yeah. or Borsty, but like the symbol itself is both a lowercase b and a lowercase p at the same time. Yeah. What is that? Thought. What? <laughs> 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 this is the reason why I don't do uh, songs in Icelandic a lot. It's uh, Thor. Thor. Yeah, Thor. Yeah, exactly. You say Thorsti. Thorsti. Yeah, which means, which means thirst. Wait, so in Iceland you have English characters, or I mean, you know, like like the alphabet, but you also have yeah. other weird letters. Yeah. Because this one is literally, if people look at it. It's a B and a P at the same time. So, like, when you yeah. look at it, it's just like, <laughs> I'm looking at this thing going, like, what fucking letter is this? Like, <laughs> Thought. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's hard to say. Is that the only weird one, or is there a bunch more? Uh, there's three. Three. When you say my name, it's spelled with a F. David. It's not David. It's David. <laughs> and so what, what does that symbol look like? It looks like a D with a... Linear line in it. Oh, I've seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> and there's one. There's one called I, which is like A and E together in one symbol. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I learned a lot today. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see how much of this information I maintain. But uh, uh, let's listen to this, and then maybe we can uh, wind down. Yeah. This is just called the the main theme. Right? It's just like the main theme for the movie. So, how do I say this? Thorsty? Yeah. What, is it the song with the vocal? Uh, is it the instrumental? Or what, what song is it? It's, 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 it has a vocal in it. I think you are. You're singing no, in Icelandic in this, no, right? I, I, I'm just singing backgrounds in this song. Oh, who's singing in this one? It's like a rock and roll guy because I wanted to have like this <laughs> rock sound okay. in the vocals. And I can't sing like how he he does it. So who's this person? Does does have a name I can say or? Yeah, his name is Stefan. Stefan Jakobson. Stefan. Okay. Yeah, he's in like this popular rock band in Iceland called Dimma. And they uh, they they practice in the room next to yours. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They're like uh, in this uh, kind of like eighties rock. Okay. I wanted to have like ah, this kind of vocals, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do that. Well, let's uh, let's listen to it. This is the uh, the main theme for. Uh, I gotta say, Thorsty, like that. Yeah, perfect.
right, and that was the the main theme for the movie Thorsty, which is Icelandic for thirst. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar word. It's funny because when you see it spelled, it looks nothing like that because it looks like fucking Porsty or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a film about uh, vampires and they are thirsty for blood. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a B-horror film. Right, and you did the score for it. Yeah. And that was just you? Like, I was David Bernson who did the score for that thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you know the filmmakers? Yeah. Like, how did you uh, end up doing it? Yeah, I knew the director and the writer, and they wanted to have, like, this John Carpenter write to it. And I guess I was the only one in Iceland who could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so did you write the lyrics for the, the main theme? No, that was a collab with uh, another guy from a band called Moom. There's a lot of these like weird one-syllable words that you're saying to me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. This guy's from a band <laughs> Moom, and this guy's from the band Din, and this is... Yeah. The- <laughs> They're actually quite big. He helped me with the lyrics on that song. So it's just like every artist in Iceland just friends with each other? <laughs> yeah, kind, yeah, kind of, really. Because it's like a small town, and you're playing the same venues, and you may be playing with them, and there's one really huge... Uh, there's a big festival called Iceland Airwaves, which is uh, held every year, once a year, and uh, a lot of bands all over come to Iceland and, and play. This kind of like a showcase uh, festival, which is a really nice festival. Yeah. yeah, I find it actually ridiculous how many, how much good music comes from this island. You know. Well, that's awesome though. Like if it's like a cool, like creative. Yeah. Like I like communities that sort of foster creativity. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it's yeah definitely like that here. And you can share each other's keyboards. You just slide it to the next room and. Yeah. And there's so many good players and you get this to play in this and that and you know it's like a good community yeah well that's awesome hey uh, one thing with uh, Canada is one of my favorite shows is Trailer Park Boys you know that yeah 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 oh man I love that show <laughs> especially the theme song it's my favorite. <laughs> I just wanted to get it out there. Did you know there's, there was a lot of Icelandic people who moved to Canada? Was there a reason? Yeah, there was, a, there was no work here. So a lot of people come to West Canada. Oh, to work in the oil? Yeah, I have no idea what they're working there, but you should do oil. <laughs> Did you do that? Well, there's like the, the oil on in Western Canada. Like a lot of my friends went to work in the uh, oil industry. Yeah, but this is long, long time ago, like 1940 or something. Okay. Or earlier. So there's like a small part there. It's like... Yeah, there's a lot of Icelandic people who were there. and Well, considering the population of Iceland is so small, there could literally just be like a population of... <laughs> there could be a town of 100,000 people like that came from Iceland just in some random part of Canada, and it'd be like, this is also the population of Iceland itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sorry. laughs> yeah I, I really hope to be back in Canada. It's, uh, I think we played two or three times there uh, in Tor- Toronto. Well, man, things have to get back to normal like sort of everywhere in order for... Exactly, yeah. The the music touring to go on. If I come to Canada, I have to come to your house and visit the spaceship and do a music video with the bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It's a it's a sort of like trick photography. The set's not very big, but I just film it in just such a way that you Ooh. you don't see my bookshelf on the other side. Yeah. Or, or my kids running around. <laughs> but yeah, man, well we can probably uh wind this down is there anything we didn't talk about that you uh, wanted to talk about i can't think of anything we we, we tackle all the major issues <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about the global warming or <laughs> <laughs> well we talked about the energy grid that's kind of related yeah 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 we, yeah, yeah i think we're good uh 
just uh, maybe one thing. I just I'm very excited to release new music. It, I think it's going to be good. Well, you make uh, cool stuff, so I, I look forward to hearing it. Yeah, thanks, man. And we'll uh, we'll play it on the show. But you have a lovely Icelandic day. Thank you so much for this, man. Same to you. And good luck with the the rest of your musical. Is that still going? It's still going. How many performances do you do a week? Uh, two or three. I'm actually doing a show tonight. Oh, nice. Does it get you get like uh, tired? No, not really. It seems like a lot of work, you know, like uh, keeping the energy up. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. I just drink a lot of coffee yep. and, <laughs> and snooze. What's the musical about? It's a comedy sketch show with uh, music, like six songs, which is about Icelandic traditions. So are the performers, like the music and the performances, like the same people? Or is it like there's like a comedy skit goes on and then you come out and do music or is it that you're also a character in the thing yeah i'm a character singing in choir and stuff like that it's just it's ridiculously (laughs) but it's funny okay well that's cool well well, hey good luck on the show tonight man thanks man and uh and you uh keep on making cool music how how do you say goodbye in icelandic uh bless 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 like with a b sound yeah or you just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll say this in perfect Icelandic. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah, cheers, dude. All right, and that was my conversation with Bernson. I had a lot of fun uh, talking to him. That. <laughs> All that shit about fretless bass I completely forgot about until I was editing the episode. <laughs> it just came up so many times it made me laugh. Anyways, I uh, hope you like the show. Tune in next time because there will be more uh, fun chats with cool people. And remember, if you want to support Beyond Synth, please do. It helps us keep the lights on in the studio, if you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or you can go to beyondsynth.com and there's a donate button for PayPal right there and I'll also a, uh, a link to the Patreon as well. So please support the show. It makes me happy. And that's all I have to say. So tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Thanks for Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.